Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I am Lana. Yule is around the corner. I love this time of year. We will be doing our annual Yule live stream on December 21st. But tonight, I'm happy to introduce my next guest, Nikolai Dervoxler, which translates to The Folk Teacher, who's a popular independent journalist in Germany you need to know about. We're going to discuss all things relevant in Germany from a nationalist perspective, so don't go anywhere. Nikolai, welcome. Thank you so much for being here today. Hi, Lana. I'm glad, too, to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, my pleasure. Well, to many English speakers, you're a new face, but in Germany, not so much. I know the lamestream news likes to talk about you a lot. You're an independent journalist, daring to go against the establishment, which, you know, in Germany can get you in jail pretty fast. I think you've been making videos since 2014. Is that correct? Oh, no, that's not correct. <laughs> I started um, like one year ago. Oh, only one year ago. Wow. Okay. Um, then see, I was reading mainstream news right there. So <laughs> I got that oh. wrong. <laughs> you no, know, I, I, I said that I was, um, I think uh, I woke up in 2014, but then it took me like three years to really get into action. Of course. Yeah. Now tell us about your process of uh, waking up, as, as you say. Well, it, I would say it was the uh, um, greatest experience of my life so far waking up and um, seeing the world as it is and not as I'm told as it is. So I think it, it all started with, um, with some um, school massacres in, in USA, the, the Sandy Hook shooting. And um, I saw a post on Facebook that the Sandy Hook shooting was a fraud, was a fake. And um, since I, I've, I was a teacher, I was quite interested because I, I, I followed the news about that. And then I saw this YouTube video where it was really obvious that the whole shooting was staged. And at first, I couldn't believe. I thought, no, it's not possible. And then I got more into it and was watching more videos about this topic. And after some, it was clear to me that it was all staged. And so was the Boston bombing. And when I was back home, because uh, when I discovered that, I was on a holiday trip. When I was back home, I uh, got into my kitchen, sat at the computer, uh, had enough to eat and to drink to spend like two days in front of the computer screen to get informed about what was really going on in the world. And then, of course, 9-11 was um, the big topic that really uh, yeah, got me like spinning like crazy. Wow, all this is, is fake. And then it like dropped to me. I knew it every time, yeah, or all the time. But I was not, I was believing the whole uh, stuff they were telling me. But I remember when I first saw the buildings coming down, uh, in 2001, I thought, okay, this is not possible. But then after all the story, okay, the 19 Muslims who did it and Osama bin Laden and all the stuff, I was believing the official story. But then, of course, it was clear to me that it was all fake. And then my, um, my waking up process continued and I was digging into the German history. And then I found some things that I think I'm not allowed to mention here now because it could get me into jail, really. Uh, so I thought, or I, I found out the German history that we are being taught in school is completely wrong. That one probably just rocked your world, being a German growing up, hearing certain things about the war that we can't mention and events that we can't mention. <laughs> exactly. It, it just probably just, what, what happened when you started reading some of that stuff? Well, it was like a great relief. I mean, I could tell you, and this is, I think, um, allowed to say that the whole story of the outbreak of the World War II was um, like pushed into German shoes, yeah, Germany's shoes, so we were blamed for it. And that was, that was fake, it was clear. 
And that was a great relief because until then, I was taught that we, the Germans, were like um, militaristic and aggressive to mm -hmm. others. Yeah, And I also, also felt bad for being a German sometimes. But then, okay, well, no, we didn't do it. Yeah? The, the invasion of Poland wasn't really an invasion. Mm -hmm. It was necessary because the German inhabitants of Poland were like, like um, struggling with the Polish uh, majority and uh, their farms were burned down and stuff. So it was necessary. And so many other things about this uh, time. Yeah, for, for me, it was such a big giveaway, the fact that there are certain things that you cannot question in Germany, because in my view, truth doesn't need to be protected by all these laws, right? You don't have to put people in jail if something is true. Then it can really stand through all kinds of scrutiny. So that's what really made me be more interested in looking into that period of history. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That, that was also something that, that triggered me a lot. Um, I mean, now I know why. And I think you know it too, and so many others know it, but we are still not, not allowed to speak about that. And that's also something that um, got me out of my job, because at one point I couldn't, I couldn't um, remain quiet anymore, so I had to speak out and I had to change the things, because it was so un unjust to me what happened with us Germans, I mean, also with the rest of the world. The whole world is being lied to, so I couldn't remain quiet, and I... Um, but one day I, I, I took the advantage to speak out in a, a silence minute, like a minute of silence for the refugees who died on the way to Germany. Yeah. And it was a huge event. Also, uh, one camera team was there of the German television um, station. And in this minute, when all people stood up and said nothing but tried to uh, feel guilt or whatever, I don't know, I screamed with my loud teacher voice uh, that this is um, hypocritic and the refugees aren't refugees because they they come through um, through the land and through through more countries where they would be safe. They don't have to come to Germany. And I screamed it very loudly and then I was taken out. Um, but this was all broadcasted and that yeah, made me a little bit famous. And then I had an interview with Russia Today, uh, when I was where I was talking about this incident, and after that, I would say I, I felt that this is a way for me to to get the public uh, publicity and tell them what I think is right and wrong. So I started my YouTube channel, uh, where I really yeah in the beginning had some some hot uh, topics, and then I was kicked out of, of my school because. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. What were you teaching? What kind of teacher were you? Oh, oh, I was teaching many subjects. Originally, I studied German and biology for middle schools. But in Berlin, I was working as a primary school teacher. And in the end, I um, mostly gave sports and music and English lessons. Okay, so Germany is the same where they could just fire you for your political views then? Uh, or are there any kind of protection? No, usually they can't. Yeah. They try to, but um, they could fire me for... Uh, not being loyal to the constitution. So, but in my videos, I always defend the German constitution and I show where our top politicians um, don't, don't follow the constitution because it's not allowed that, that you are uh, being discriminated for your political views. And that was what happened to me and to so many others that they say what they believe in. I mean, let them be national socialists 
Uh, that's their belief, and, and we are free to believe what we want. But here it's not allowed, obviously. So, yeah. so I, I always mention this, but still they thought, okay, I'm against uh, the, the Federal Republic of Germany. Um, yeah, what I'm not, but still they fired me. And they, one other reason was that they believed I was um, supporting the, um, the system of Adolf Hitler. Uh, I was not opposing him strong enough, whether I should, being a German uh, teacher, uh, and in their, in their eyes, I didn't do it strong enough. So that was the, the second reason why they fired me. Yeah, so that brings me to my next question. What is the straight-up communist influence in Germany these days? <laughs> well, I would, say, I would say by the time Germany became a socialist, uh, socialistic state, it, it doesn't, it, at the first view, it doesn't seem like this. But if you dig a bit deeper and, and, and see things as they are, well, yes, it's, it's socialistic. I mean, one easy way to find out is my father. Mm. My father, I really love him because he taught me great lessons. Um, he was a communist like ever since. Now, when, he, when he was, I think, 20 or so, uh, he got in touch with this communistic um, ideolo ideology and uh, he stick to it until now. He never changed. He really never changed. And in his younger years, he opposed the system uh, like very aggressively sometimes and he was uh, demonstrating and uh, always very active because back then the system was more maybe nationalistic or conservative, I don't know. But now he's a big fan of the system. So he's a big fan of Angela Merkel because in her um, politics with refugees or the climate, uh, she is really like on his side. And yeah. that makes clear to me that we must have a socialistic uh, system because my father didn't change. So the system changed. Hmm. Yeah. So let's get into your YouTube channel. It's mainly in German. So for people who haven't been there, what are the topics that you cover that you find really important? One, one big topic is the German culture, that, that people get to know it. Because I think so many um, aspects in our culture has, has been um, like forgotten. Mm -hmm. And they, people don't, don't, don't know how to dance or how to sing German songs. And maybe they don't even appreciate German architecture or um, stuff like this. So I'm, I'm very often I'm going around and showing German cities and mentioning all the beautiful things that we see there and, and uh, the artistic ways, how they constructed uh, houses back then uh, and, and how creative they were. I mean, if you compare um, the, the um, actual buildings all over the world, they more or less look similar, uh, like boxes. Boxes stated oh, yeah. in different ways. Uh, but back then, it was so individualistic, and that's one uh, very important topic. And then, of course, history. I um, very often you know, read the newspaper, and maybe there I find some things that, that um, have to do with, with history, and then I comment on that, or I show how I see it. You know, it's possible in very many um, aspects, not in all, of course, you know, because then there is this paragraph 130 in Germany that could bring me to jail. Um, but I know what to say and what not to say. So history, culture, uh, but also I, I interview um, people who are also active and who speak out. I um, inter interview um, witnesses of that time. So sometimes I speak with, with former soldiers and uh, yeah, activists maybe from then. But they are very, very uh, few. 
because when, when you find them, they're very old and it's all, only a question of years until you won't found, find anybody. But yeah, what else? Oh, very often I, I, I do unboxing videos because people send um, uh, mail to me. Very often I, I receive books or uh, wine or, um, or a craft beer. Nice. Or yeah, or knives, uh, all kind of stuff. Or some, sometimes um, magic, um, magic items or mystical items. And so that's great. And I always unbox it and show it to, the, to my audience because I think they're also interested in what I receive. And sometimes I read the letters. And it's great to see uh, how obviously pop popular my ideas are in the, in the great population here. It really is. Do you think that there's a lot of Germans that actually quietly share your views or just not loud about it because of all the threats and things that would happen to them if they were to be vocal? Most definitely. Yeah. One, one episode yesterday, I was at the, at the grocery store and um, when I was at the checkout, the, the guy sitting there um, did some, I don't know, you know, small talk with me. And then when I got all my stuff, he said, oh, and by the way, don't give up. <laughs> Keep up your work. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Thank you. I can promise you. Yeah. He never talked to me before. Uh, and I haven't thought that he was on my side because he was long-haired and uh, more looked like a, a social justice warrior. So, but no. <laughs> Sometimes it surprises you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Great. And I think there's really a, um, a huge crowd who is afraid of uh, speaking out because we know what happens. Mm -hmm. yeah? So it's, it's very dangerous. Um, for example, here in Germany, we have many, many schools that have a sign outside that they are um, school without racism, school with um, uh, civil courage. Yeah? And when you are a pupil of this school, and maybe you, you are a racist, or maybe you, you find the, the idea of racist uh, quite appealing, um, but when you speak out, you might get kicked out of the school because this is a school without racism. Yeah? And they define what is racism and what is not. Exactly. I was just going to say uh, racism is Germans wanting uh, Germany to remain German, right? I mean, that's like exactly. the unthinkable. Right? Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> we are not allowed to. No, no, no. no. We have to give up Germany. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very dangerous. But but yeah, I, I feel there's a big, big um, supporters crew. That, that's good. I'm, I'm really glad to hear that because I know a lot of people, they get kind of black-filled when they look at Germany. And I say, no, I think there's a lot of people that actually think about these things and only more people are going to come to our side. They just can't be loud about it there because they can go to jail. It's different times. So speaking of that, though, so how has the government treated you? Because I know they've been after you lately. Well, um, the local government of Berlin uh, is really uh, opposing my ideas. <laughs> surprising, surprising. <laughs> um, and the, the Minister of um, Education, she, before there was any, uh, any trial or before there, there was a report on my case, she said that it's good that I'm not teaching kids anymore because uh, Berlin schools are not a place for racists and stuff like that. So it, so it was quite obvious that this was just a political reason that they kicked me out and I did nothing wrong in my school. I, I, I didn't teach the, the kids the um, ideology of um, national socialism or stuff. Uh, never I did something, anything like this. But um, the Minister of Education was quite sure that I did. So it was clear they want, want to kick me out. And also the, um, the school's administration, since, I mean, I was very popular at my school. The pupils loved me. I'm Every sure. time now that I, that I meet my, my ex-pupils, they come and they scream, ah, Mr. Nerling, hey, where have you been? When do you come back? Uh, it was so great with you. And 
look, I had no problem with them. It was really great. Um, but my colleagues, my former colleagues, they ignore me. And it was like uh, last last weekend I was visiting a fair, um, and there were there were some of my my ex pupils, and they came to me just as I um, mentioned. But the teachers they ignored me completely. They didn't even look at me. Uh, that's <sighs> the situation here. So much for being open-minded. Now I also know that you recently had you were working on some writing, and what happened? <laughs> well, yes. Um, I thought, I mean, what I'm experiencing right now is something unique, I would say. There aren't too many people in Germany um, who made the same experience. So I thought, okay, it would be great to write a book. And I took a couple of days off and went to the seaside and, um, yeah, was writing and it was getting quite well. But uh, I did one mistake. I only uh, started on my, on my computer and uh, so far it was all good. But then one day... Um, the police came and rang my, my bell and um, I saw, oh, the police? Well, are you coming um, for private or for professional reasons? Well, they were there for professional reasons, so they came into my apartment and um, were searching everywhere because one, uh, one day, it was like a month ago, I was doing a little, well, I would say provocative um, picture. I was posing... <laughs> Let me explain. It was really great. So there was this um, this city marketing company uh, or campaign. It's called Be Berlin. Now, of course, in English. I mean, we live in Germany, but of course, it was English. Be Berlin. And there was a picture um, of a ballerina, and she was holding her right leg just like like this on a on a rail, which was there. And um, the headline was Attitude. Um, that dancing out of the line because it's possible in Berlin. And in the corner was hashtag Freedom Berlin. So and I thought <laughs> this, and I was, I was quite triggered to really dance outside the line. So I was standing next to this poster. Uh, since I'm not so flexible, I couldn't get my right uh, leg this high, but I had another uh, limb, my right arm. <laughs> so I put my right arm in the same position as her leg was, so, and I was really dancing outside of the line. Um, <laughs> Testing the tolerance. Yes. But it wasn't possible. So police came and <laughs> raided my apartment, took everything, all my computers, my cameras, my uh, storage uh, chips. So my whole um, book project is now in their hands. I don't think they will finish it. I would love to do it, but uh, yeah, I have to get my stuff back. Maybe, maybe, maybe it happens one day. <sighs> It's just, it's so amazing. I mean, these are communists for you, but communists will complain about how fascists are trying to shut us down and censor us. But then when something like this happens to you, they celebrate it, right? They love it. Yes, he deserves that, right? Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, when you're a fascist, when you're a Nazi, you don't have any human rights anymore. You're a monster. You have no soul with that. So, you know. Exactly, exactly. And even though people know you, um, (laughs) as soon as they uh, learn that you are a Nazi or a fascist, they hate you. They don't want to have anything to do with you. Huh? So Yeah, so it's like, oh, free Berlin, but it has to be within these confines. If anything <laughs> out of there, well, the police will come and arrest you. I mean, this is outrageous exactly. how this shit gets by, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, but you know, I can now show it. Now it's a great yeah. example of, of how um, hypocritical this, this sign was, this whole campaign is. And then there was another um, uh, sign at, at the airport. It was also from the same campaign, BRB Berlin, there was the, the, the mayor of Berlin um, uh, was quoted with Berlin K- 
can do freedom. <laughs> uh, and no, it can't. <laughs> Germany can't do freedom. Uh, we just say it, but no, it's not freedom we have here. That's just outrageous. I wanted to ask you also, because a lot of people always want to know what's happening with Germany, mass immigration. How, how bad is it? Like, how many foreigners are in Germany? Well, to be true, it's, it's terrible. I mean, uh, in the last, I would say, three years, um, it really increased like, uh, every time I go out, I always see foreigners. Now, some some might maybe live here for uh, already decades, but very very many came came just a couple of years ago, was, are still coming. Now, um, in in 2015, when I was cycling to school every morning, I was um, passing by this um, what was it the welcome center where all the refugees uh, coming to Berlin had to register, and it was always a huge crowd, a huge crowd on the pavement before this center and on the yard there. I, I was visiting it twice or, or three times um, because I couldn't believe it. They were they were camping there and the park, which was, which was just um, opposite, was like 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 crowded by them. And now they, they are everywhere. Yeah, they are in, in Berlin, it's quite it's so obvious, but also in the landscape when you go, or in, 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 the, in the countryside, when you go in um, small villages, I would say every village has its uh, its its home of refugees, so-called refugees. Yeah. It's like crazy, but people don't see it. I mean, at my school where I was teaching, my, my, my last school, I was teaching on three schools, and the last one, uh, in the last year, from 68 new first graders, only one had no migration background. <laughs> this is the capital of Germany. Yeah? It's the middle of Berlin. Whoa. One kid without migration background, so it, it's crazy. It's obvious. But if you if you um, mention this and um, if you bring it up to the to the uh, surface and to the public, you you uh, yeah might get um, problems because it's hate crime. It's hate speech. Yeah, it's forbidden. <laughs> so uh, basically, unless you're saying yes, replace all Germans. We shouldn't exist. We're guilty. We should just be removed off the face of the earth. Then it, then that's not a hate crime. <laughs> No, that's pretty fine. There's a campaign, I think, by the left party or by the green party. We love Volkstod. So we love genocide. <laughs> and that's okay. That's pretty fine. Yeah? They, 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 they can pose with signs in, in Dresden. Bomber Harris, do it again. Yeah? And that's, that's okay. They can, they can march through the streets and scream, um, what, what is it? Um, uh, never, never, never again, Germany. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and and it's no problem. And I was asking the police. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, this is this is hate crime, isn't it? And he said, Oh no, no, no. we check it. It's okay. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? On on one level, it's better that they're just honest and vocal and loud about it because then other normal Germans will be like, Hey, what is this about? I don't know. I would say many Germans think, Well, maybe it's a bit aggressive, but after all, <laughs> like, they are right. <laughs> I mean, they are, they are really crazy, the Germans, I would say. they really, well, crazy, yeah? I mean, they're, they're, um, uh, yeah, the brainwashing is going on so long. Plus, so a, lot, they, a lot of the good ones have been killed. It's just like in Russia, they killed, you know, during the czars there, they killed a lot of the best people. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, same is happening here. Yeah. Well, you know, Germans are really highly capable, industrial, intelligent people. And just with a little bit of willpower, they really could easily just reverse the damage that's been done 
But what do you think is going to happen in Germany? I know we're not prophetic, but we can see different scenarios. But what do you think is going to happen in the future? Um, I think that they they want to provoke um, like a, a civil war in Germany, something like what's happening maybe in in France or Belgium right now. So that there are that there are riots in the streets. I can imagine that this is something they also have in plan for Germany. Because what we see is um, the two sides are being fed. Now we have the social justice warrior on this side and we have the um, new rights on this side, which is um, yeah, shown by the, the AFD, which is a right-wing party in Germany, which is now in the parliament for the first time. And um, they, are, they are all being nurtured. So I think it's kind of um, a foreplay for a civil war here. And I think it's going to happen. It must happen because they want it. Um, the real um, conservatives or, or um, parties that, that, that care for Germany, they are, they are forbidden and, and press never reports about them. But with the AFD, I would say it's a kosher nationalistic party. About them, they report like every day. Yeah. And it's the same in France. Uh, or in in Holland or in Hungary, they are all kosher nationalists, mm -hmm. and and that's fine. So, yeah, what can we expect from them? Huh? So it almost sounds like if civil war happened, uh, what, what's it going to be like a Berlin Wall all over again? Communists on one side? No, actually, they want to just kill all the nationalists, right? They just want to replace them all together. I just wonder the globalists, if you will, what their plan for Germany is. I can't help but to think it's just total erratic eradication of German people, some kind of revenge yeah. and hatred because they dared yeah. to rise up against globalists in the past, so now they must all die. Yeah, I, I think the same. I mean, a um, few, few years um, before the Second World War, I think the German people would have never um, suggested that this might happen. They had no idea. They thought, okay, it's a great country, it's a great government, um, like we... we um, we are developing very well compared to the rest of the world and all fine. But then suddenly it came with the um, yeah, Polish case and then uh, England, France came into the, the war for no reason. Yeah? But, but suddenly it was war and suddenly it was world war. We, we couldn't expect it before. And I think it's the same now. We have no idea what they have in stock for us, what might happen. Yeah? So I could also imagine they are pushing aggressions here now and with the, with the a replacement politics, it's going faster and faster. And maybe um, when there are riots like in France here, maybe we have new uh, elections, maybe then the AFD will come to power and maybe then it will get all radical here and more right-orientated um, and more into nationalism. Then we might have another hot phase of the war, you know, a third world war, and then maybe they will like destroy Germany for good because it showed for the third time that it cannot stay peaceful. Uh, we saw it again, the nationalists, they always want war and conflict, and so this is time to erase Germany from the map. I could imagine this, but let's hope it's uh, not that way. And there's still a lot of German people. There's still millions of German people. I think there's a lot of people who you know, think like you and that they're, all, they're always going to exist. They're never going to wipe all them out. I think that's being too black-pilled to just think they're all just going to be completely eradicated, right? Yeah, yeah, I also don't believe that this might happen. But um, 
Of course, there will always be this German spirit. Mm -hmm. It will survive. But it's a question if it can still influence the world. I think it would be good if the German spirit would influence the oh, world. Yeah. But if, I mean, we are an occupied country now and it's getting worse and worse. And if one day some Germans live here and there and there, well, then they can live and they can preserve the German spirit, but it cannot influence the world anymore. So that's yeah. why we, we, we have to stay in the situation and in power that we can give what we can give. Now, I know there's the UN Migration Pact, and there were some protests. Uh, I think you were there in Germany, correct? Um, I was not there, uh, but I, I, I promoted this, this protest. And some thousands came, but it was not like in, like in France that there were riots or stuff. I would say we are very um, disciplined. Uh, so um, it was a protest, but it was all good. But with this Migration Pact, I really cannot believe that they think they can get away with that. I mean, it's so obvious what they are doing. It's so obvious that this is genocide, this migration pact. Yep. You can only oppose this. So in my imagination, or what I could, could uh, imagine, is that they um, really came up with this idea to give more power to the nationalistic movement and more reasons to vote for them so that it comes to this... Um, yeah, what I just uh, just um, described, yeah? that the, the right uh, movement is getting stronger and stronger. Because this is like, like, like fuel for, for the AFD or for the other parties that are opposing this uh, migration policy. Politics. Yep. yep. Yeah. In the end, nothing can shut down the spirit of truth. And I know truth is on our side. The ancestors are with our side. And it's because of work that you do, we do, so many other good nationalists that we're, we're awakening something ancient, you know, something ancient yeah. that can help take care of the problem. And I think that's what is so important and the work that you do is so important. That's why I'm so happy to announce that you're actually going to be teaming up with us to do a new kind of co-produced video segment covering events in Germany in English. I know we did already one video together and Chemnitz yeah. covering the protest, 100,000 views. You know, people are hungry for, you know, true independent alternative journalism coming out of uh, Germany because, let's face it, the media is controlled there. Right? It's pretty bad, right? The lying press and it's all really controlled by the government. Yeah, it is, definitely. So um, that, that, that's why I am very glad that we can do a cooperation now because it's so much to tell about this country. It's like crazy what is going on here. Mm -hmm. And yeah, as you said, you cannot read the, 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 the official press. It's, it's all controlled. And even if you read, um, there is one um, more nationalistic um, uh, newspaper which is published once per week, but this is also like a kosher uh, nationalistic newspaper. It's, it's so hard to find the real truth, but yeah. it is there. There are still some newspapers of, and, and some uh, YouTube channels that present the truth. I mean, like your channel, it's easier for you because you don't live in Germany. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, but I'm looking forward to um, do more for you and for the international audience. Yeah, it's going to be great. You're going to talk to people, which you do already so well, tradition, history, culture, activism, education all over Germany and beyond. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And folks, you have to help him out. This guy is up against so much opposition in Germany. I mean, he's being raided by the government now. So, you know, help help donate to keep his little team alive there and uh, help us bring his work out in English and to the world. I think it's going to be very popular. So tell people how they can help support you as well and what else you have. 
coming up. Yeah, what, one very, very important thing that you also mentioned, um, we need translations. Okay. I mean, it's easy on YouTube. You can just click on this uh, translating tool under the video, and then it would be great if uh, my videos that I did in German, if they could be translated with subtitles. Yeah. Some did it already, and I'm very thankful for this, but it could be also more. That would be great, because very many videos I do uh, would be interesting for the for, uh, yeah, the bigger audience, not only here in Germany. And the other thing is, of course, um, on a, on a monetary, monetary way, I don't know, um, I have my, my bank account under my videos also, where people can donate, because by now I don't receive any uh, money from, from the government or from... Um, from wherever, just what people donate to me, and so far it, it uh, gets quite um, quite well. But you never know. Yeah? Um, and of course, if if you are uh, around Germany, I do um, events, uh, dancing events, quite regularly. I mean, now in winter not so much, but in summer again, um, like um, every fortnight in front of the German Reichstag, which is the uh, place of the parliament, where we dance German traditional dances. And it's great when there is an international um, yeah, crowd gathering, gathering around and also participating, because that shows um, that we are not against foreigners. Of course not. We love them, and it's great when they come and dance with us. Yeah. But they cannot stay here. Exactly. That's just not possible. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's obvious. Yeah, so I think these um, are three ways how to support me and my uh, crew. Yeah, and looking forward. Fantastic. Well, Nikolai, thank you so much. I think this has been a great introduction and people are going to see a lot more of you. So thank you for stopping by. Okay. Thank you, Lana. And bye, people. Germany. It is far from over, folks. There are still millions of good German people. And with a little willpower, the tide can change rapidly. Germany has recovered before and it can again. So don't fall for the evil mind trick telling you otherwise. Interesting that Nikolai mentioned he came to nationalist truth via the conspiracy avenues such as Sandy Hook, 9-11, and other staged or false flag events that, as we know, are used to take society in another direction. So it's no surprise that the establishment is clamping down hard on people simply questioning events because one thing takes you to another, and before you know it, you are questioning everything, and that is exactly what they don't want. Thank you, Red Ice members. You make this show possible. We need your continued support to bring on more content creators. With all of your help, if we pull together, there is no limit as to how far we can go. Horrible small mainstream media outlets receive millions and do a lot of unimpressive, unimpactful work. And they're still failing. It's funny, receive millions and they're failing. And they're not dealing with the incredible banning and censorship that we're dealing with. But we are still here. So with all of your support, Help us so that we can do some amazing, impactful, groundbreaking work and change lives. So head to redicemembers.com and click subscribe or donate. Links are below. Love you guys. See you on the next one.